sometimes when someone asks me if a film is good, my brain just goes haywire and just starts shouting. Does not compute. Does not compute. Does not compute. Hey fam, welcome to a new episode of Stay Watching. As always, I'm your host, Larry. This week, I had to scramble and find a topic because honestly, we're getting towards the end of the year at the time that I record this. And I have been putting so much thought into my end of the year episode and how I want to approach that, that I forgot to come up with a topic for this week. So I decided to go into the vault of my blog and pull out an old topic that I really feel like I haven't talked a lot about, but what to bring back for all of you. Um, so as many of you know, I review a lot of movies and I talk a lot about movies and I see a lot of films and all of that. Um, and so people often ask me, you know, Hey, is something good, especially if I'm going to see it day one. So I really wanted to talk about some of those loaded questions that I get. And so Part of this is going to be me revisiting some old thoughts that I had and mixing in some new ones. So stay tuned and I'll be right back. So what I love most about films are the questions that fill my head when I'm watching them. Before the films start, I, I start creating a list of questions to see if I can predict what's going to happen in the story or to see where things I saw in the trailer fell. During the film, I interrogate the characters in the world, examining the seams and wondering how it all fits together. And once the film is over, sometimes I walk out asking what I just watched or who was that film actually for? But today, this isn't about my questions. It's about the questions that I find myself answering every time I go to see films these days. They're never easy questions. Rarely can I give a straight or blunt answer because many of these questions are pretty, pretty loaded. You know, you know, they're they're these leading questions, um, and some of them might seem simple. But when we're talking about films, often which the films that people are asking about are pretty complex, they're they're not really things that you can give simple answers for, and it's a bit challenging to say too much because. Sometimes the actual meaning or what's actually interesting about one of these films is kind of hidden away. You know, it's not something that you necessarily see in a trailer. And so sometimes by saying too much about a film, by giving a little bit too much away, you start to take away some of its mystery and some of its power. And that's something as a reviewer, as someone who loves film, that's something that I never want to do. Like I don't want to take away the power that a film could potentially have on somebody, you know, and, and, you know, again, it's, it's, it's difficult to really tackle these because I think for me, a lot of these questions really are geared towards what we would say are more kind of prestige films. So things that are coming out usually around award season, though they come out 
all year long. You know, it's I'm not always getting questions about, you know, the latest superhero blockbuster and is it good? It's because if you're going to enjoy that, you're probably going to enjoy it anyway. I mean, there's only so many ways that can go. You know, when I first wrote the original piece that I decided to pull this topic from, the movies that had just come out that I was talking about were Mother and Blade Runner 2049. And, you know, it was really difficult because, you know, while Blade Runner is this sci-fi noir sequel to a film, you know, it's it's really, if, if someone isn't familiar with the original Blade Runner, it, it made it very difficult to kind of talk around what the film was about because even by kind of broaching some of the topics about what that film is about, you potentially could ruin where the newer one was going for somebody. Um, you know, not to say that you, you couldn't find a way to explain it. You know, same thing with, with Mother. Like, it's hard to describe some of those films uh, without really kind of diving into, you know, what really makes them tick. And so, that's where that first question or the first question that I really talked about, what's it about? You know, when someone asked me, what's a movie about, what's a film about? It's such a challenge because, you know, again, like I was saying, I don't want to give away any of bits of it. You know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to, in a sense, taint your, description of the film with your own subjectivity because you know i think one of the things that i want to establish up front with this conversation is the fact that objectivity doesn't really exist in the way that people think it does because you know especially with film criticism with entertainment criticism art criticism everything like that everybody is like oh well we have to be objective about it but how do you how are you, how can you be objective about anything that is coming from this kind of artistic place? You know, you can look at the technical prowess, you know, and, and so for me, you know, when it comes to film technique, the technical is often the closest place that I can come to giving an objective response on something. So when someone asks me if something is good, and the material, the content itself doesn't necessarily speak to me, I'll generally start to talk about the soundtrack or the cinematography or the direction or the acting, you know, not to say that that's the case every time, you know, that, that something doesn't sit well with me because oftentimes those things are really well done in well done films, but I don't want to just say no, it's, it's not good because one, that's, that's my interpretation that's my reaction i did not enjoy it like i tend to try to approach films like that i don't want to say you know when someone asks me is this good one of my most hated questions it's it's always it, it it's always like a bit like harrowing because there's no like these aren't simple yes or no answers often you know there there are times when there is a film or a movie that's just outright bad and i can say no it's a bad film in just about every way oftentimes i'll be real i don't try to go see those films and even some of the films that i don't like the most i usually find stuff that i like in them sometimes there are films that i like that i know are bad films you know that just happens and so 
it's difficult to kind of sum that up. One of the other challenging questions that I get a lot of times, and this this kind of goes along with the is this good, is um, you know just thoughts with a question mark. And and this isn't this podcast episode isn't supposed to be like a subtweet to anyone who has asked me these things before because. I know where you're coming from. You just want to hear my opinion on these things. Um, but it is kind of that that challenge of, oh, crap, how much do you want? You know, I just talked a little bit about the fact that there's this list of questions, this, this ongoing dialogue about every entertainment experience that I'm having going through my head when I sit down in that chair in front of a film um, or sit down to play a video game or sit down to watch a TV show or even listening to music. There are all of these things swirling in my head constantly that, you know, I'm just trying to gather all of this information. And so sometimes when someone asks me that, that question thoughts, it's so hard because you hear it on this podcast all the time. I tend to start kind of rambling. Like I don't know exactly where I need to go, where I want to go. And that's, that's kind of a challenging piece of this because, you know, usually at the time that I am leaving a theater and I am kind of trying to gather my thoughts. I'm trying to organize those thoughts. Sometimes that can take a really long time. You know, there are films that I might've seen months ago that are just kind of haunting me or that I'm just really starting to think about or come to terms with. Or sometimes I need another film to come out that works alongside that film to really kind of process my thoughts on them. So, you know, just an example of that, one of the films that I didn't talk about this year too much, um, I believe I might've talked a little bit about it on one episode of the podcast was, was Loose. And it's this film about this high schooler who has, this negative interaction with one of their professors and there's this kind of mystery that swirls around all of it and it's it's incredibly interesting but it's something that's kind of been like in the back of my mind you know i've been there have been a few kind of high school based stories that i've been experiencing or or kind of seeing this year between loose and euphoria and just this week i went to see waves and so all of these different ideas, all of these different kind of outlooks on kind of this high school experience and the challenges there within are kind of all kind of bombarding and colliding off of each other. And it's something that I realize I probably need more time to think about, you know, and especially because with that kind of story, with those stories, what they're doing, I almost find myself wanting to compare them against the way that we used to tell high school stories. You know, how do we compare something like The Breakfast Club or, you know, Fast Times um, against what we're seeing with stuff like Loose and and Euphoria and and Waves? And and yes, I know the, the latter newer stuff that I'm talking about, a lot of it is much more serious, may not necessarily be these comedies or, or, or dramedies, but at the same time, I think that that in and of itself is a very, you know, a, a very interesting thing that has kind of happened in the way that we, we look at, at our high school stories. And so right there again, you know, so I was just talking about the question thoughts and I just launched into this completely other thing. And so that's the challenge with kind of approaching a question like that, because it's, 
in, in a sense for me, it's not targeted enough. And I know part of it is when I'm answering that question, maybe I need to take a step back and kind of go through, all right, what are the key points that I would want to hit on when I talk about this? But at the same time, you know, from a, from a quick response standpoint, if someone asks me that thoughts question in person, I don't necessarily have that much time to go and outline how I want to respond to something. And so I think that's a very real challenge that we might have with something like this. Um, you know, and you know, a lot of times again, you know, if I am just kind of coming to grips with what I think of this piece of entertainment or, or this film or this piece of art or whatever it may be, it can be incredibly, incredibly challenging to distill that into something succinct um, that's easy for someone to grasp onto, especially if they have not experienced that piece of media before. I often find it's a lot easier to have that conversation or be asked that question if the other piece, if the other person already knows that piece of work or has already had an experience with that piece of work, because then there's there's a a basis of understanding at least on the basis level. We're not necessarily guaranteed to see eye to eye or to have the same opinion of that thing or to be coming at it from the same place. Because again, you know, that that framing that I want you to have earlier, objectivity doesn't really exist in this way. We bring all of our own personal experiences with us when we are experiencing media. Even if we try to say that, all right, we're going to box those up, we're going to kind of store them away, and we're not going to allow those to influence the way that we are interpreting this piece of entertainment or or whatever it is. And I just, I, I again, I just fundamentally don't think that we can do that. Uh, I'm not saying that it's completely impossible to turn that off, um, but I don't think most people can. Um, and so I, I think that's a, a really big challenge there. Um, you know, and, and sometimes where you are in a place in your life can drastically change the way that you feel about something that you're watching or something that you're listening to or whatever it may be. And sometimes that's going to give you, you know, a very different feeling on it. And so, you know, you might tell somebody, oh, you know, I, I thought this was pretty good. I like this, this, and this. And then five years later, when you're in a completely different space in your life, you have a completely different interpretation of that thing. And maybe you hate it. Maybe you don't think it's nearly as good as what you thought it was. And I think that's that's one of the challenges with this kind of thing, because as soon as you answer that question, how long does that kind of linger with you? And, you know, do people, in, in a sense, do people pass that kind of judgment on you for liking this thing or disliking this thing? And, you know, not that that's something that we should all care about, but I think it's an impossibility to not care a little sometimes. You know, we we can sometimes derive a great deal of our self-worth um, from the way that we see our worth in the eyes of others. And, and I think that's the challenge sometimes with, you know, especially with any sort of entertainment criticism or anything like that, because, you, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those weird things where you don't want people to dislike you or think you're an idiot or whatever, just because you had this feeling about this thing. You know, that's why I joke around about the fact that I like bad movies. So there are going to be some things that I review that get more favorable reviews because I enjoy sitting down with a piece of trash entertainment 
that could be really fun, really enjoyable. Maybe it doesn't have the greatest cinematography or direction or, you know, acting, but it's a lot of fun and it works for me on that level. Um, but you know, you might be talking to somebody who turns their nose up at that kind of thing. And I, and I think, you know, just kind of looking back on some of the episodes of the podcast that I did before, I think that's why I got so worked up about the whole Martin Scorsese thing when it first started happening, because, you know, I, I it's something that I've experienced before. You know, when you sometimes like things that might be considered a little bit lower brow or or not are as artistically profound, sometimes people will judge you for that. And I think that's something that's that's always kind of bothered me and that's something that I felt in that moment. And and it's it's one of those weird things because um, you know, and again, like this is this is the fun thing about these kinds of podcast episodes where I just feel like I get myself on these different little rants. But one of the things that's happening right now, so I was reading an article, you know, obviously we're in 2019 at the time we're recording this the decade is coming to an end and a lot of people have a lot of thoughts. So a lot of people want to talk about Marvel movies and kind of how they are essentially bad for the filmmaking industry, not because they are necessarily bad films, but because they reinforce the power of corporations and all of that. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about that right now. That's a subject for another day when I've had more time to, you know, kind of collect my thoughts on it. Um, getting back to thoughts. Um, but one of the aspects of this article that I was reading or, or this, uh, you know, opinion piece, this, we'll call it an op-ed. It was on Medium um, blog posts, maybe a better word for it, but it's neither here nor there. One of the most interesting parts about it uh, was really kind of getting into the idea that, you know, in a sense, at one point, nerds or geeks, whatever you want to refer to that group as, um, or, or people who share that sensibility. It's not a real group, but for the purposes of, of this article and this conversation, you know, they're referring to people who like superhero comic books as nerds. So we're just going to use the language that they're using. How nerds had kind of gone from being the bullied, um, being the folks whose opinion of art and things like that was looked down upon and how that group has kind of switched sides and is now doing the bullying. So um, if you do not agree or you do not like uh, their favorite form of entertainment, you are the one who is wrong and you are the one who must be digitally destroyed. Um, in the case of Martin Scorsese, who's doing absolutely fine. Seems like a lot of people watch The Irishman on Netflix. It's been a success. Um, but, you know, I, I think for me, that's it's such an interesting kind of way of looking at things. And, you know, it, it again speaks to kind of how things change and how different stories might be more resonant at different points in time and how that might affect the way that we see things or view things, um, you know, especially going from and, and, and I think, you know, honestly, like I reflecting on, on some of the things that I've thought about in the past, you know, I was a lot higher on on Marvel movies, on comic book movies. Hell, towards the beginning of this year, I was a lot higher on them. Um, and one of the things that I, I've started to feel myself kind of disconnecting from 
you know, wanting to echo and, and, and put all this goodwill towards those films. One, from like an artistic perspective, like I am kind of taking the blinders off in a sense because while I've always gone and seen, you know, real films and cinema, um, there had always been a soft spot in my heart for comics because I grew up reading comics. I, I grew up loving superheroes. And so I want to see this stuff done well. I want to see this stuff on the big screen. I want to have fun with it. Um, and you know, it, I think it's, I think it's a little overzealous to say that there is too much of it on the big screen now, because I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, but I do think we have to be real about the quality of everything that we're getting and not all of it is as good as it could be. And in a lot of ways, like we should not be tearing down other filmmaking, other forms of art, just because we like this thing over here, you know, and, and, and this isn't just like a, a, a Marvel fanboy versus Martin Scorsese thing. For me, this is also reflected in the whole Marvel versus DC discourse that's gone on since the beginning of time, it feels like. You know, those are those are conversations that I don't think are fruitful because they're not based in, you know, they're not based in the kind of merits of the individual pieces of content that we're looking at or in the way that people have been made to feel by those pieces of content. So, you know, I think in a lot of different ways and, and you know, the, the challenge is what I'm about to say could lead to spoilers for things if you're asking in this way. But, you know, in, in a way, like when someone asks me, is something good, I, I would almost prefer them like, how did it make you feel? Uh, because I think that's a much better way to kind of express or a much easier way to start to express yourself in regards to a piece of content that you are responding to. So it's like, if someone asks me, you know, how did you feel about Avengers Endgame or how did Avengers Endgame make you feel? And I'm sitting there and it's like, oh, it made me feel like a kid reading through the last part of the Infinity War saga, you know, in the comic, in, in the comic pages and, you know, everything like that. And it's, there's a lot more nuance that you can get there because you're putting yourself in a place where you understand where this person is coming to this piece of media from, not just trying to sort this weird kind of amalgamation of, well, what is good about this thing? You know, what is there actually to it that I should be talking about? And that's kind of where where I kind of see like the, the last question that that people often ask, which is kind of the like, should I go see it? And I think that is it's such a troubling question for me. And, and sometimes I just want to answer it like, do you want to see it? You know, like my short answer, my very short answer is if there is a film that I feel like people should go see, I will say so in all caps. Like if I feel that something is important and of the moment and that we all need to see it, I will kind of continually talk about it. And, you know, I, I try to do that. There, there are certain films that I know that like last year is a good example. Like I talked about blind spotting and sorry to bother you 
all the time. They're both movies I saw three times in theaters, and I just wanted to do nothing but talk to people about those films and what was going on in them. Of course, blind spotting no one saw, so I didn't really have anybody to talk to, but at least people went to see Sorry to, Bo Sorry to Bother You and, and gave me the opportunity to express a lot of that. You know, this year, one of the films that I wanted to talk about a lot was The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which, you know, I, I think is a beautifully haunting film. It is now on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, please watch The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I think it's a very important film of now. Um, but but again, like that's it's one of those things where you know if you want to see something, you know, and if you want to see it, you should go and seek it out. I know sometimes people need that external validation and, you know, whenever possible, I will give that to people. But I, I think you really need to question for yourself, what is it about this thing that has me interested in it? If I'm asking the question of if I should go see it, am I interested enough to go see it? You know, or, you know, is is someone else's opinion going to be that that last thing that does it for me? And like, yes, I get it. Like the purpose of a review and things like that are to really kind of get a sense of what is it about this film that people either like or don't like. But I think, again, a lot of that is so subjective. And the reason why they're, you know, the reason why Rotten Tomatoes, not everything is just 100% or zero are those kind of shades of gray in reviews you know some people might love something some people might only have like a passing good feeling about it other people might hate that thing you know or think it's it's bad but it has some good spots you know and so it's so challenging to just go to one person for their opinions on these things and, and sometimes you really just kind of need to look intrinsically you know look into yourself and really kind of see, all right, is this something I want to engage with, you know? And hey, maybe, maybe rather than asking, should I go see this saying, hey, I'm going to go see this. Let's talk about it afterwards. Or do you think this would be something that's worth talking about afterwards? Maybe that's a better question to ask. Is this a film worth talking about? Is this a movie worth talking about? And Sometimes, again, sometimes something can be bad or it can give you a bad feeling and it's still worthwhile to talk about. You know, uh, one of Nicholas Winding Refn's uh, films from a few years back, The Neon Demon, that film makes me feel so uncomfortable, but I think there is something really important about that film that is worth talking about. It's also gorgeous and I love the soundtrack and all that. There's there's a bunch of other things going on with it that I think are really well done. Um, but there's also a lot of things that I, I think are, are challenging about that film. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about. It needs to be discussed. Um, and, I, and I think that's the challenge with a lot of this, you know. People are, are looking to see if they can start that conversation about some of these things, but they're not always willing to make the effort to go see them and to kind of do that legwork on their own. Um, and that's where like I kind of want people to get to. So, you know, when they see my excitement about going to the movies or going to, you know, taking a film or wanting to watch some new TV property or whatever it may be, you know, I, I hopefully I hope for that to get them excited enough to start to do some of those things on their own or to seek out the entertainment that works the best for them. 
And I know not everybody has the time for all of these things. And, and sometimes people are using these reviews, they're using these questions to kind of weed out what are the things that they should spend their time on, should spend their money on. Um, but again, you know, that is so subjective sometimes. And, you know, our experiences can radically transform the way that we experience things and the way that we talk about things and the way that we recommend them to others. So, you know, I, I really just want everybody to kind of keep that in mind as they're asking those questions and, and really think about, am I asking the right question about this piece of media? Is this really what I want to know? Or is there something deeper that I need to understand before going to see this thing? Um, or should I just bite the bullet and do it and talk about it later um, and hope that other people have seen it? So fam, that has been another episode of Stay Watching. Uh, we are quickly approaching the end of the year. Um, we are also quickly approaching a uh, new Star Wars film, the last of the Skywalker series. We are approaching The Last Jedi. So at the time that I am recording this episode right here, The Last Jedi comes out next week and I will be seeing it twice in a row. I'll be seeing it Thursday night and I will be seeing it Friday night. What I am going to try to do and uh, I am going to try to record an episode, a special, you know, spoiler cast on The Last Jedi um, to release next weekend, along with a spoiler free episode um, just kind of reflecting on Star Wars and seeing all nine episodes through completion. Um, so those two episodes will be releasing uh, towards the end of next week. The first episode will probably release Friday morning um, because I'm going to record it after seeing uh, The Last Jedi so you can get kind of my initial reactions. And then the spoiler heavy episode will come out later that weekend uh, so that I can really kind of give you, hey, now that I've seen it a couple of times, here are all the things that stood out to me and things that, you know, I really want to talk about with this film without any filters. So look forward to those things coming up. Um, on top of that, during Christmas week, um, since we will be hurtling towards the new year, I will be releasing my, ep my year end episode. Um, definitely drop me a comment because I'm a little torn on how I want to approach the episode. Um, I have been really frustrated with all of the articles and things like that, that I've been really just been looking at, like what is the worst stuff of 2019? And I kind of want to just do an episode that's all about my favorite things from the year. Um, so let me know if that's of interest to you, or if you really do want to hear both like the things that I like and the things that I disliked from this year. Um, last year I did kind of my, the things that I loved, the things that I was disappointed by and the things that I was surprised by. Um, you know, this year I, I, I really think I want to just kind of stick to the positive, but I, I will base it off of what you tell me. So definitely tell me what you think. So like I said, that's been another episode of Stay Watching. 
I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed my rants. Uh, it's kind of weaving back into a little of LM2 Talks territory, um, which I, I kind of miss doing that sometimes because, you know, there's something really fun about doing the stream of consciousness rant. And, and this was a little bit different because this was a mixture of some things that I had written in an, in an article a little bit ago, um, but also a lot of just me kind of riffing. So um, let me know if you enjoyed this style of episode, if it was a little too all over the place for you. Um, and uh, definitely let me know some of the subjects that you want to hear me tackle in the new year. Um, I'll get into this on one of the future episodes, but I probably will be taking a bit of a break at the beginning of the year because I have a, a trip that I'm going on and then, um, there's a bunch of stuff at work that I, that I really want to focus on, um, as well as some personal projects that I want to get out of the way before coming back to the cast. So I might take a little break for the month of January, but we will see. Uh, that's also a really tough time for me to get out to movies and TV just because of all the running around. So we will cross that bridge when we get there, but I will share an update on that soon, probably in the last episode of the year. So I love y'all. Stay watching, fam. Peace.